0: Boys and girls, moms and dads, time for the Greg Reini Show. I'm your host, Greg Reney, which is good because if I was Bob Schwartz, that kind of wouldn't work, uh, but I digress. Anyway, welcome to my very first podcast show, ladies and Germans. It's a wonderful day here in Paradise, Southwest Florida, Venice, Florida, to be specific, I'm your host, Greg Greeney, and uh, this is the first of hopefully many shows to come, both here on Podcast Land, on my YouTube channel, and of course all my stage shows uh, throughout uh, Southwest Florida and also across the country. Uh, I've had the pleasure of working in this industry for quite some time, and uh, I am going to be bringing you guys some great things. Uh, fun things, valuable things, interesting things—all uh, about Southwest Florida. Things to do, places to eat, things to experience. Uh, I'm going to stay connected with you uh, for my performances, so that we can—I uh, can share the love that way with you guys. We are um, also going to be introducing you to some amazing people. I'm going to bring you some uh, incredible people you know and people um, that you should know so um, it's a, uh, a great format coming up and we're gonna have fun but um, first thing I want to start off with is I want to get to um, a dear friend of mine who has agreed to be on my first show that I thought you know with the people that I know and have met in this business. Uh, from early on until today, um, some I've worked with, some I've passed through the through the night, uh, but some have become really good friends, uh, people that uh, we share memories with uh, that are at least cr- incredibly dear to me, uh, especially as an entertainment cause, uh, entertainer, because I just uh, always feel so blessed to do what I truly love to do and uh, to be recognized and to be alongside of some amazing uh, true professional talented gifted um talent is just incredible to me so um this gentleman uh, uh, said it's great to uh, to do this and uh, we're going to have fun so uh, put on your uh, your snuggle clothes and turn up the iPods and uh, let's have some fun. Um, it's a interesting um, hour ahead of you. Não, e Are the best. You know what Greg Greeny always says, music is memories. The only true, absolutely true, without a doubt, scientifically proven and added in all mixtures of cake batter, the only true time machine, because music can bring you back to that feeling, that smell, that taste, that everything that were going on when you first heard those those things decades ago, not days ago, decades ago the only true time machine, that is musical memories. Do you know, ladies and gentlemen, who you were listening to? No, it wasn't Frankie Valley. No, ladies and gentlemen, I have. I was going to introduce him, but I think um, I, I have somebody that is much more appropriate, much more talented, better looking, uh, a classic wonderful superstar among superstars uh, and just you know what just a really great guy uh... will let him introduce him because he's a good friend of his
1: we have a buddy of mine
0: bobby valley in this group brother of frankie valley he pays tribute to his brother with love from his heart he sings like it's in the blood you will not
1: believe the voice.
0: no you sure won't believe the voice ladies and gentlemen A good friend of mine, somebody I call Brother Bobby, because I can. Ladies and gentlemen, please give a warm round of applause, Mr. Bobby Valley. How you doing, Bobby?
2: Hey, Chris. Thank you. That was was nice.
0: Was that nice? Very nice. This is like WFM news radio. (laughs) Long time. How's my brother doing?
2: I'm good. I'm good. I'm good very flattered that you chose me to do this it's gonna be a lot of fun and hopefully we'll be able to do a lot of good things from it
0: oh absolutely buddy you know every time i talk to you i always finish off with telling you that i love you and that's because i mean it and uh Same here. Ditto. Ditto. we've okay. had we've had uh, i didn't know you i've known you at least since 2008 but um it's uh it's been a short time in comparison to my 60 years on the planet but it feels like i've known you forever and i just wish that i would have known you much sooner because the stuff and the memories that we've shared to me at least um have been phenomenal just just absolutely adore you Right, well,
2: thank you so respect you too
0: so respect you unbelievable I mean, yeah, I know everything is Frankie this, Frankie that, Frankie. And I, and I love your brother. I mean, oh, my God. It's Jersey Boys. I saw it three times. It's been seen by over a billion people uh, or grossed over a billion. I forgot what the number is, but there's a billion involved. So, but, um, you know, I, 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 I had to do it during the second time I went was, was to see the Jersey Boys, which was with uh, my daughter. And uh, during intermission... I just had to do it. I had to pick up my phone and call you, and you answered. And I and I I was showing off to my daughter, but it was one of those dad daughter things. And if you don't have a daughter, you don't understand. But but it was just uh, it was so wonderful that, that uh, to be connected with you and and in that world that you grew up with. And I'd like to and I'd like to share with people because everybody always heard the music, but they don't realize what was going on when the mics were off, and that's what we got to tell. We're going to go way back, and then we're going to come to the future and uh, learn all about the special things and that were going on, the the, the interesting things. So where, where did it where did it start with you, Mr. Cotsaluc- where did Castelluccio? Where Well,
2: <clears throat> first of all, don't tell my brother you heard me sing this one. <laughs> uh, it goes way back. You know, my brother was the oldest of three boys. Uh-huh. My brother Frankie actually is. 15 years older than me. Then I had a brother, Alex, that came along 10 years later.
0: Now, did, did he and have any there musical? There I was, you know. Did he have any musical? No, my
2: brother, Alex, was a wonderful, wonderful man. Right. May he rest in peace. No, he, he couldn't sing, couldn't sing. Wow. You know, but uh, he was a great guy. But when it goes all, all, all the way back, back to that. And I remember, you know, as, as a early teenager, maybe a little before that, My brother was recording for a lot of, a lot of different record companies. Had some, uh, some success with RCA with a group called the Four Lovers, and then he had made a lot of recordings. They called them bombs. They never made it, and then we came into the year of 1962, and uh, they went into the studio and they recorded Sherry. Okay, but in the Four Seasons.
0: Okay, before and the rest of history. What were you doing then? At that time,
2: well, I was I was graduating from uh, Catholic Grammar School, <laughs>
1: St. No. Anthony's.
2: I was thirteen years of age, and I was spending the summer in uh, Pennsylvania, where my mother's family came from. And all of us, we all spent our summers there. And I remember turning on the radio, and I was singing along with all the different artists at the time. Uh, Roses are Red, it's filled with a kiss, uh, Bobby Darren things. And listen, here's a brand new record by a brand new group, and they played Sherry. Wow. And uh, he was a major, major influence on me. Uh, I always wanted to be a singer, and I followed in his footsteps. I recorded for a few major record labels. I came very, very close, but I never got my record.
0: Well, hey, I'm I'm in the business too, and at least you got close. I didn't even get in the I didn't even get in the country, let alone the neighborhood or even close. So well,
2: sometimes it's all about luck. It is being at the right time and the right place, you know. Yeah,
0: it is. And uh, so were you? Were you? Were your brothers? Uh, were you close with your brothers? Um, when when you were more young, more so
2: my brother Alex uh, huh? than Frank. Frank, you know, with the the, the big age gap, but he uh, was more like a father type image. How, how much I, older I is know, Frankie? Uh, he was he was going to petition school. Right. He was ready to give it all up, and Sherry uh, happened. And it was the beginning of a, a magnificent, incredible, incredible, iconic legend career.
0: Well, yeah, you I mean, you call him all the time that he's a phenom. I mean, then it, it's so right. Um, it's how, amazing what he did. How, what is the, uh, how many years in between? Me and him? Yeah.
2: Fifteen. Really? 15 years
0: old. Yeah. And you were the baby, right?
2: So I was speak. the baby.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah. And Alex was
2: And my mother wanted a wanted a girl so bad. Oh. She made no Venus. She would, <laughs> yeah. she would have she would have had a ringer washing machine. <laughs> but I she wound up with three boys.
0: Wow. Yeah, it would it's uh unbelievable. And, and Alex was right in the minute. What was Alex's uh thing? What was his
2: uh My brother Alex what? What did was he? A butcher. He was no, a butcher. We got, we got, we got meat for the meatballs and all the other kind of stuff. Yeah, my brother was a butcher. Nice. Great guy. Great. Really, really was a wonderful brother. I, I really miss him dearly. He, he was a special guy. Oh, of course. And uh, he, he looked after me with my first baseball glove, and uh, he was taken kind of early in life, and so does Frankie and Bobby.
0: Nice. Well, that's a heck of a thing. It's, it's a um, so you know, 1962. The record hit "Sherry." It goes from zero to five thousand miles an hour, um, and there was a series of what four, four singles that were produced around the same time.
2: Yeah, three number ones in a row. It was you know like "Sherry," "The uh, Girls Don't Cry," and "Walk mm-hmm. Like a Man."
0: And then they
1: recorded. And as a matter
2: of fact, he did a Christmas song, called Santa Claus is coming to town, which I think sold uh, half a million records in three weeks. Really? And he was on. He was on a ride. He was, you know, on that musical ride. And I remember at 13, 14, I used to go to the to the Mary Kay shows on uh, New York City. It was all AM radio back then. Ten Ten Winds. Mm-hmm. It was uh, ABC Radio, and it was WMC Good Guys. And I, I got to. To go backstage and, and see all this very early on, and I knew I wanted to be a singer.
0: So when did you start? Because uh, I know it hit. You know, people don't realize it. They think that um, people like your brother pop up, and then five hundred miles away, another one popped up. You know, like uh, maybe a Frankie Avalon or something like that. But actually, they they tended to like grow up in the same areas and, and stuff and kind of, uh, you guys were friends with Joe Pesci early on. Joe, right?
2: Joey, Joey's actually introducing my brother to Bob Gordio. That's how their partnership began. Joey sang. Joey was a child actor. Okay. Right. And then Joey sang, but he never, he never got a hit record. Uh, But later on, of course, Joey got his big break in uh, Raging Bull. Right. So we used to go to Joey for haircuts. My brother and myself, and we, to, you know, sing a little bit in the barber shop, and it was was really the start of of a whole era from from this, this city where we came from.
0: You know, ladies and gentlemen, I got to tell you, I got to tell you a little Bobby Gregg story. When I first met Bobby, he was looking at me like, "Who is this guy?" And the first time we met, I I had uh, connected with him because I own Top Hat, and I still own it, Top Hat Entertainment. Um, and uh, we I booked at that time tons of different acts and whatnot all over the country and uh Bob was on the east coast I was in Chicago and I had a customer and uh they wanted um they wanted they called me for a tribute band to Frankie Valli cuz uh, the wife was like this huge fan and um and she uh she had to have it. And then these people owned, I think they were outside of uh, Peoria, Peoria, no, um, Normal, Illinois, which is, it's about three-quarters of the state, so it's a couple hours drive from Chicago. And they they owned, like, a few McDonald's, like seven McDonald's or something. So when they called me and I felt them out to see what they needed and what they could afford... And she's telling me, you know, she wants like an Elvis impersonator, but she wants a Frankie impersonator, that type of thing. And I said, well, yeah, but if you're that big of a fan, why don't you have the next best thing? And it's his actual brother who sounds just like him. And she's like, I really? You can do that? I go, I can. Of course, at that time, I can divulge now. I had my fingers crossed when I said, I can. But uh, I called him up. We met, we talked, we had the pleasantries. I picked him up at the airport because I, I, I had to make sure I can drive him two hours south to, to the uh, location. And we talked and, and you know, my brother Bobby, love him. He was a little, little standoffish about, you know, th- he didn't want me to be typical. And what I mean by that is, he told me, he says, you know, Greg, you're a great guy. He says, but don't ask me to introduce you to my brother. I says, no, no, I, I'm going to do that. I won't do that. I said, I'm, I'm not a starstruck person. I know a lot of celebrities over the years and went to school with some, like Brad Garrett out in California from Everybody Loves Raymond and et cetera. But I said, no, I will Because, yeah, I mean, you meet Bobby Valley, right away you know it's like 80,000 times people are like can you introduce me to your brother can you get me an autograph but I had to assure him that I was a professional and that I would not do that but I did caveat that with going now Joe Pesci (laughs) I might uh, might put the arm on you for Joe Pesci because Joe Pesci is just like next to Robin Williams is like my best favorite uh, actor and comedian and stuff i mean just he's the best my two favorite shows are the birdcage uh with robin william but um so high up on the thing close second if not tie for first is my cousin Vinny. oh that
2: was a great movie (laughs) oh my
0: god oh my god him and marissa torme i mean i was just drooling over her yeah it
2: it was like magic Oh, and great.
0: Unbelievable. And the Fred Gwynn, uh, the, the original Herman Munster. I mean, I think it was, might've been his last. He movie. was great too. Isn't oh yes.
2: Yeah. You know, it was, it was really, it was put together uh, really well. Yeah. You know, I, I saw Joey not too long ago, you know, Joey's getting a little, little up here, but Joey's a great guy. And he didn't actually didn't want to do uh, the Irishman, more, but he sort of came out of a, a retirement. To, to do the movie really did you see the movie by the way oh uh, god
0: yeah I saw everything that, that Joe Pesci has done everything absolutely loved him I mean he scared me a little as uh, as uh, Mr. Spilatro from Chicago because I that was like two towns over where that guy lived for me uh, that psychotic guy uh, in Casino that he played but well uh, if you
2: if you remember the scene from uh, Goodfellas Funny How you know Mm-hmm. I amuse you. Right. That that was really, there, there was there was a gentleman who, who was a, a big mob guy, who was a hitman in Jersey, mm-hmm. who he was imitating. And uh, I remember, rest his soul, Frankie Vincent telling me there was a, a restaurant called Martha's Vineyard out here. Mm-hmm. And uh, he happened to be in the restaurant, and he said to Frankie, Tell your friend, where's my money for playing me in the movie? <laughs> and that's a true story.
0: <laughs> now now Frankie Vincent, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not familiar cuz Frankie uh, d- d- is a good friend of uh, Bobby's um, they were dear friends and stuff. Frankie Vincent's was on Sopranos. And Well, uh,
2: yeah, Frankie, Frankie and Joey had a, had a, a trio. Right. called The Risicans. And then they they got into acting and they they had made a low budget movie called the uh, Tax Collector. Was mm-hmm. about loan Sharky. Mm-hmm. And a dear friend of ours uh, from the Bronx uh, wrote the movie to De Niro. Right. Okay. And De Niro loved Joey so much and Frankie that uh, he asked Joey to play his brother in uh, Raging Bull. Yeah. And Frankie Vincent was the third leading major male character, he was the guy all dressed up. Joey kept hitting him over the head with the bottle. <laughs> that, that was Frankie Vincent.
0: And Frankie and in Casino, Frankie, you'll never in casino from, he, uh, he walked around with the toothpick so you so can hide right. what he was saying. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and if you remember a good fella, Frankie's the guy who whoever you shine boss. Right. So, you know, but Frankie's been great king with the Sopranos. You're correct.
0: Uh, that's awesome. That is see, see, it's all these backstories, all the stuff that nobody got to see. You just get to turn on the radio and heard, it, heard half of the song that had already started, and this is the stuff that really has the meat of what's interesting. And and Bobby was growing up through all of that. And I I, I always cherish my my friendship with you because I could just sit with you and just talk and absorb and just you know I I never shut up and stuff like that. But when when I'm with you or our dear friend J.T. Carter of the Crest, 16 Candles. I could can just sit there and just, because you guys talk my, it's like I, I talk to people, but you guys are like, you're talking my language from home type stuff, you know, just because of the connection to the same things that we all share and grew up with. So um, that's why I had the idea from for bringing you on and, and people like, uh, JT and stuff because it's uh, it's the stuff that people absolutely love uh, to hear about. They really do. I know it's passe to you guys because you lived it and it's nice memories. But you know the people that love and adore you guys just uh, it just means so much to them. Um, so uh, I hope to be a one day a good enough entertainer to where people want to hear about me and my you stories. Do you're,
2: <laughs> you're a heck of a job. You're you're a hell of an entertainer in your own right. Thank you, my friend.
0: And I'm not just saying that; no. I mean that. I love you for it. I, 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 that means the world to me. And um, so, do you have? Um, so you, so you, so Frankie's got the. He's on the thing. He's rising up there, and, and you're 15 years apart. So, how old was Frankie about when when he did that? He was like 20. I think
2: he was around 27. 27. Um,
0: 13, 20, 27. Well, well you like said that. you were in high school in that hit, right?
2: I was 13, yeah. So 13 and 10 is 23. And our math, 27, 28.
0: So when did it start for you?
2: I, I at 12, 13, I was singing along with, with records. And I, you know, I had all my brother's records home that he had. Frankie Tyler, Billy Dixon, you know, and I sang them. Mm-hmm. And then I got involved with singing acapella. And then I, you know, we recorded. As a matter of fact, Dave Brigotti and Joey D were good friends with my brother. My brother used to go to Peppermint Lounge. Before. Well, tell, tell
0: everybody about who they are so that in case they don't recognize. Well, we're
2: talking about uh, Joey D and the Starlighters, of course, uh, the Peppermint Twist.
1: Yeah. Shout,
2: what kind of love is this? You know, for two years, Joey D and the Starlighters were gigantic. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were like the bad boys of rock and roll. He made two movies. Um you know that the Beatles opened up for them in uh, Germany? for the Beatles' success. Really? And the Beatles played a couple of the recordings and Joey said, you're never going to make it. <laughs> no. But, <laughs> but Dave Bogarty and my brother used to have singing contests on the corner mm-hmm. to see who could sing higher. They they went all the way back to the corner. And when I first joined Joey D in the Starlight, okay, um, my brother would tell me how, how much how great he thought Dave was. And then, of course, Dave went on with his brother Eddie and with all the rascals here. And Dave was the vocal arranger for the rascals. So he was involved with, with, with all of that faction. So a lot of rock and roll history.
0: Wow. that That's incredible. You know, getting back to our first meeting when I booked you for that gig um, and I brought you to that lady that I – I mean I just became a hero to her big time. Um I remember distinctly you got up there and you said cuz I opened for you and I did a few songs and stuff like that and then um and then you started your set and it was a banquet room and uh, I mean they own seven like seven McDonald's. I mean these people they they did they did things. They I mean I think they went to many many things of the Jersey Boys and went to go see your brother so
2: yeah they're huge
0: huge huge fans yeah huge there are and, many
2: many they were from chicago yeah and then they moved on. yeah
0: so so i'm I'm standing off to the side of the stage and she's standing next to me and she's holding on to my arm listening and uh she's smiling so i know everything is good and um plus i got you your southern comfort when you what you asked for when we when we were yeah yeah so that um, was medicinal <laughs> <fur>. <laughs> <laughs> well mine is drambuie so i understand but um but she she leans into me and she goes, Oh my God, he sounds just like Frankie. And I I I paused, I looked at her, and then I leaned in and I went, Same mom. Same DNA. And he grew up drinking the same water. Don't be surprised. They're both super talented. So she was really happy with you. She absolutely loved you. I think she loves you just as much as you loves Frankie now. So she was like she had to split the, the fandom between but um yeah so we I met Eddie Bugatti with you we had a dear friend we had a dear friend down here in uh, uh I moved from Chicago down to Florida I packed up all my stuff I handed my key to the condo to my girlfriend uh that was no longer my girlfriend and um most of my stuff was in storage up there where it stayed for two years, I I just packed up everything I thought I would need and just drove down to Florida and said that's it. I didn't know where I was going to work, didn't know where I was going to stay. Primarily, all I knew is this is where I needed to be and where I you know had to make it happen because this is this is entertainment could be any day of the week down in Florida because everybody's retired, so um, I didn't have to just keep it just to Friday or Saturday. But I ended up um, at a rest stop and i called a friend of a friend which uh my dear friend mr roberto parisi um in south bend indiana you met roberto cuz you did the thing there yes yeah, yeah, yep. yeah the phenomenal yeah, human being phenomenal i always said that he is he was sent by my mother because he was that incredible of a blessing well, he
2: loves
0: you I oh he loved you. and i love him and, and antonio and his sons it's got the best restaurant, Parisi's Italian Restaurante, right across from Notre Dame. And because of that, I have Lou Holtz as a fan now. I have Digger Phelps. Of course, Digger walks by me. Okay. And, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Lou Holtz, I was doing a show, and Lou Holtz grew up not far from Dean Martin in Steubenville. And he is a huge Dean Martin fan. And of course, you know me, my two strongest are. Dean Martin and Elvis Presley. You
2: did a good Dean. I select you. I selected Dean.
0: Well, Dean Martin, no, I mean that. you know, Dean Martin, ladies and gentlemen, he's the reason yeah. I, I'm an entertainer. Him and, oh right. yeah, Jerry flying into driving, Lewis. Um, <laughs> those are the good reason I'm an entertainer, period. I mean, so I have did to. Did you
2: know that Lou Holtz won a national championship for Notre Dame? He was her head coach.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. I grew up with Lou Holtz. Yeah. I watched him on yeah. television. Great coach. Great oh, he, he's in the hall of fame. So, so I'm doing the show at Parisi's and Lou Holtz normally comes in to eat and he's got to like chow down and get the hell out. Cause every two minutes, excuse me, coach, can I get a signature? Excuse me, coach, <laughs> oh, can yeah. I get a picture? <laughs> I mean, the poor yeah. man is doomed. I mean, especially in South Bend, Indiana. And, and so I'm doing my show there and you, and I do a 3-hour show normally And but Parisi's he's these there's like family to me and they're so friggin good they treat me like a rock the true rock star in that town. I was walking in the in the mall one day and it's like Greg Reedy from across the mall and I'm like hey so but Roberto just treats me like gold there and uh, so I I always go over. So I'm I'm doing the show so finally I think I'm 3 hours in 40 minutes into the show, uh, three-hour show, and all of a sudden, Lou Holtz was sitting in the back trying to play incognito, and he comes walking up to me just at the very end of one of my Dean Martin songs, and he reaches his hand out to mine, and I shake it, and he says, you know what? He says, I've been sitting back there for three and a half hours, and you have not taken one break. He said, you are one hell of an entertainer. And I, I I was like, I was ready to fall over. I, the, the only thing that can come out of my mouth was thank you. And does that mean I, I sang like a champion coach? Cause he's got that Notre Dame thing is play like a champion as they go out of the locker room and they have to hit it. That's the, the Newt Rockney thing, play like a champion. But he's, I mean, I grew up seeing, watching this guy on television and I, I didn't even think he would ever see me or realize I existed, and he walked up to me and did that, and it just was like, wow. So he said, uh, so I sang him Everybody Loves Somebody by D. Martin because he's a huge fan, and uh, um, it was, what what an incredible moment, uh, unbelievable. So, but you played over in South Bend. I brought you guys there. I brought you there as yeah,
2: well. I, I, I didn't know the yeah, I did. know I Tanya I remember.
0: With Mister uh, Jerry well. McCreary at uh, Villa McCree up in Granger, right next to South Bend. So, yeah. um, but um, it, uh, it it's it, it, the per, he, he knew a guy, another singer named Barry Newman, and Barry Newman felt the same way about Roberto because. I mean, if you have, to, you have to meet the man to understand, so solid individual. But he called Barry Newman, that was in Naples, Florida, and he says, "I'm sending my friend Greg Rini down. Take care of him." Well, that's all that—that's all that had to be said because Barry Barry would flip you off in a heartbeat if you didn't make him happy or you got us you got a hair out of place and stuff in a second, but not to Roberto. And uh it wasn't for anything except for what Roberto had done for him and the total respect for Roberto that uh that he did this. That's that's all Roberto had to say. So I called him when I got down here and I was at a rest stop and I spent the night at the rest stop and I called him the next day um, to find out if he knew of a place where I can rent a room until I can get some work and stuff. And he goes, what are you doing at a freaking, he didn't say freaking, bu- bu- what, what What are you doing at a freaking uh, thing? Yeah. He says, he says, come over here. He says, my friends don't sleep in rest stops. Just get your That's butt over here. Sorry. That was Barry. So. He says, I got a couch. He says, just get your butt over here. Don't worry about it. Roberto told me, he says, just get over here. So I drove. I was about halfway there, and I drove to Naples. Then I got there, and he says, you know what? I actually end up liking the couch more and end up on the couch. He said, just go ahead and take my room. (laughs) (laughs) So I ended up staying with him for about, uh, I think, five or six weeks, and then I found a place and started with, uh, got a room and stuff that I rented, and then I bought the place, and then the rest is history, but this is not about me today. Um, But Barry Newman was great, and Barry Newman, we're gonna, I'm gonna go into further uh, about him, and and he passed away, and uh, it's been a hole in my heart since, because the memories and stuff that we did in such a short time was incredible, and Bobby knew Barry, and Bobby and I and Barry also, and I met JT through Barry. Now, ladies and gentlemen, cause I know a lot of people listen to music all their lives, but they don't even know what the, what the person that the music they like looks like, or the name of the group's individual names. They just know the songs and that they love them. And uh, cause they don't go that deep into it and stuff. And that's, a lot more common than you think so here comes the introduction to jt carter now jt was is the original founding member member uh, member of the uh crest a uh, 16 candles fame and um and great guy again and he, so we have bobby we got jt we got me barry and um one night we all go together uh and and uh, I, I showed up by buried, I wasn't staying there anymore, but I was I showed up over there and uh and there was uh Ed Bugatti, other rascals. So I got to meet him and then we just, Barry goes, Come on, we're gonna go to the what was that place called? The Blue Oyster?
2: I think so, yeah. Yeah. yeah I think that was the answer.
0: He goes, Come on, come on guys, we're gonna go to the Blue Oyster. I'm like, All right. So We go to the Blue Oyster. The place is jam-packed, and um, somebody sees Barry, and they know that he's a singer, and Barry's backed up the crest, and he he did all kinds of stuff on his own, and um, really talented, phenomenal person and entertainer. Um, Little nuts, but I guess we all are. (laughs) Just a little. Just a little. (laughs) But you had to know him to appreciate it, so... but uh, somebody recognized it and then recognized um, the rest of these guys. And then they said, come on. We all on. went
2: up, I think. Did we, did, we all, did we all up on stage? Yeah,
0: we like... went because they asked us to That's go on right, stage. Right. So That's we go right, up. Right. See, see you, It's it's just a little caveat. Me, that was like one of the best days of my life. I'm on stage. We all got mics. I'm listening to Barry do a song. Then I'm listening to you do a song. Then I'm listening to Eddie Bugatti do a song. All this music that I grew up, JT. And I'm like, I was a little guy listening to this. I didn't know who who was who was spewing this out of their face and making me love it. I'm on stage with these guys. Then they look at me last and they go, Come on, Greg, do uh do what I do? I think I did did I do Sweet Caroline or I did Bobby Darren? I, think I, I don't
2: remember. I'm sorry. That's Excuse right.
0: That's right. Anyway.
2: I think maybe you you did uh, an Elvis, but I don't remember. No,
0: no, it wasn't Elvis. It was uh, no. it was either Sweet Caroline or it was uh, Mac the Knife. I think it was Sweet Caroline, but I did I that. I think it was. Yeah. But the audience, the audience. Now this place was jam packed. I'm telling you, the audience was looking at all, all of us, and I was on the same level. Not that I deserved to be. But that's how they saw it. We were all guys in the business. And that's why, to me, it was like one of the best moments of my life as an entertainer. I was like, oh, my God. I just wanted to take a hammer and smash the the clock and just stop time. It was that amazing. And Bobby was there. And Barry was there. And JT and uh, Eddie Bugatti. What a night. Oh, my God. But yeah, it was
2: it was a special
0: night. It really was. But we've had many things like that. Bobby and I did shows and stuff together, uh, and uh, I just, I love it. I absolutely love it. I love doing the, the we and we play off each other so well, brother. We really do. Maybe in the
2: future we'll we, we, we'll do something
0: again. Oh, we got come to come around. Without a doubt, we got yeah. to. It'll
2: be nice.
0: Um, we got to get through this. We got to get through this. Kronus, don't get yeah, that. Is... Don't get that. K-ronus now.
2: It's like a science fiction movie. I can't believe
0: what's going on. I know, right. but it's,
2: it's got to get better now, right?
0: It will. It will. It, will. It, it it always does. You know, it always turns out to be. Remember that? Remember in two thousand twenty, we were going through. Oh my god, that freaking virus! They it, went through. We'll get there.
2: Yeah,
0: I promise everybody. You know,
2: Barry booked me on a gig. Uh, I think it was Hastings, Nebraska. It was it? We, we did an outdoor concert. Did you bring I wrote, your coat? I wrote a band with me singers. And uh, we had to we had to stop the show because a tornado oh my was, was touching down. <laughs> okay, so, if, if I have bad luck, you have no luck at all. You're ever that to expression. Oh at. yeah, the tornado was touching down.
0: Yeah. Oh okay. my god, that's amazing. So now you now let's go back to to you again. Let's. <laughs> So, so you're coming out. You're getting in in the in the music and stuff like that. Who who was the first big group that you kind of you know you went because like I started off with karaoke, which is so, oh my god, really? It's like oh, I'm so embarrassed, but well, but that was my training ground. So
2: the
1: first I, I one, had
2: some really good. I had some really. I had a group called the uh, Chosen Few. We became uh, Stephen Crane Village, but. Uh, Charlie Kalola produced us. Mm-hmm. Charlie was the arranger about, on every record my brother ever made, lightning strikes, after the love and chase. He, he must have been the arranger on about 200 hit records. And we came so very close to getting a hit record. And then uh, we recorded with uh, Benny Randall. Uh, he wrote, Let's Hang On, Opus, we're going back to you, Swear to God lovers concerto and we were probably right under the one under the hot 100 and we thought it was going to happen again but it didn't happen so you know we're singing along and then i i sang with uh i sang with larry Chance in the Earls, remember then you know uh i believe and then i sang with uh,
0: which, the original dupree which one i believe like i believe for every yeah oh cool
2: yeah yeah uh one original Dupree's then I sang with uh Joe in Starlighters and Dave Recuddy and I toured with them for fifteen years. Uh people that of the mark on the classic sport. And I, I did a lot of Nader shows. Uh I did uh, some Bowser shows. And it
1: was
0: a great, great experience. a great experience. Shana. Yeah, those guys are from your area, right? Yeah. Yeah. So,
2: you know, I, I had a lot of you know, it was it was all good, you know.
0: Well, you know, Barry Barry uh did a song um by the Duprees, um and uh I never really heard it before, but I sing it now and it's I love the song. I especially love to sing it. Um Have You Heard?
2: Well have you sure was a big hit record. Oh <sighs>
0: And the other one—that was one uh, just
2: one of the three bigger records, yeah.
0: And then the other one that I love was uh, "See the Pyramids." You belong to me. You belong to me, yeah. And uh, what was your? Okay, so let me ask you this: What was your favorite when you were with the Duprees? What was your favorite Dupree song to sing?
2: Um, I maybe may have been "Have You Heard?" You know, I liked "Have You Heard" a lot.
0: That's a great song.
2: But we, you know, we uh, what we did we did a combination of uh, Duprees. Frankie Valley type thing. Mm-hmm. It was a nice production. And uh, the guy right now, uh, uh, Tommy Picello, who's been with the Dupree's now for the last 12, 15, he was in the group. Wow. Him and I, John Salvato, original Dupree, and a friend of mine, Benny Cracker.
0: So you had two originals Party. in the group when you were no, there? No,
2: just the one. Just,
0: just the one, okay. Just the one. Because yeah. a lot of people... T-
2: Tommy's been with him now.
0: Yeah. See, a lot of people don't realize in this business... Um, you know the groups like J.T. Carter, the Crest. He's the only one that's that's done uh, that that still that has the, the crest because of Johnny Maestro. Still, and, the
2: old brother, the other guys are all pissed
0: Right, Van uh, Van um Yeah. Si- uh, what was his sister's name that was in it?
2: Um, I forgot. I, I forgot. But uh, Johnny Maestro, of course. Johnny Maestro.
0: Yeah, he was the voice, and but J.T. Carter was in yeah. it. and but, he went on
2: to be the Brooklyn Bridge, right?
0: Brooklyn Bridge. Now all your all your things like like the Temptations. Um, I I like to have fun, and I go how many how many temps are there? Is uh, you know in the group, you know, and they're thinking I don't know, was it four or five? And I'm like, I so I well, get the end.
2: original group was five, right? There's Otis, you know, all the original,
0: right? We just saw Otis like a year tentation. ago, but there's twenty seven uh, in total. Dennis
2: Edwards, Dennis Edwards, who sang, uh, uh, do you love me? The concert. Mm-hmm. He he went into the group, and he was the lead singer on uh, Ball of Confusion," "Cloud 9 "Can't Get Next to You." He was the lead singer on on, on that five or six hits by the Temptations. He he passed away too. concert.
0: Yeah, there's been twenty seven Temptations. Yeah. <laughs> I just but found only one guy who stole the money. Yeah. Right. That's Otis, yep. And he, and he's right. still hanging. We just saw him. My wife and I just saw him uh, in 2019, I think it was, like in the spring of yeah. 2019 in Orlando. And we had front row seats, and uh, Otis was still pff, amazing, unbelievable. But uh, he, I remember because he couldn't – he had to sit while he was doing it because uh, he had – hurt his foot or his leg or something like that. And so everybody, all the other attempts. These, these guys are
2: getting, old. we're, we're, we're young compared to this. I know. You're young compared to me.
0: <laughs> I just, well, I don't know. It didn't feel like it when I got up this morning. So I, I, I don't know. <laughs> you right. But, um, so, so what was, so the four tunes came out with Frankie. Um, three of them went huge. Um,
2: the first three.
0: So yeah, yeah. Went the but then year. I
2: think I think the fourth single. I mean, they had a great run. Mm-hmm. I, it may have been Candy Girl,
0: right? Which I love.
2: Candy Girl. I mean, bye bye. The list goes on. I mean, he's had so many hits.
0: Right. Exactly. And
2: he never got paid for any of the hits for Beatrice. He got beat for all this money. Really? Never got done. Wow. But he got all his masters back. So every time you saw they sell KTL records mm-hmm. or any of that stuff. He made a lot of money because publishing is where you really earn your money in the music business. Because when you own the publishing, if they put it in in a movie, you mm-hmm. got to get paid. Yeah. Every time they play it on the radio, you got to get paid.
0: You play it every on the, time You played they it play, in the elevator. If they
2: play it a thousand times, they got to pay you a thousand times a day. Yep. Yep. If it's in a commercial, they got to pay you.
0: Yep. ASCAP
2: and BMI. When you don't own the publishing. Mm-hmm. You don't get nothing. So right. You could be the artist, but you know that's why people that write their own material on the publishing. Carol King make out the best.
0: Neil Diamond, Carol King, Carol King had wrote, yeah, they, a thousand groups, a thousand artists have recorded her music, and every January yeah, if you take a
2: group like uh, uh I can't name it, the Drifters. Mm-hmm. They didn't write any of those
0: songs, right?
2: So so they don't get they nothing? made their money off of the record, okay. And then live performances. I mean, a songwriter will get paid too, but the publishing, the publishing is is really, really the key. Wow. Okay, for making a lot of money.
0: Wow, that's yeah, and it's it's big money because I know uh, a, another artist friend of mine is Dave Mason. Being away, Dave Mason, yeah. And oh, no, uh,
2: I I remember Dave Mason. He had um, a couple hits, yeah.
0: He had a couple of hits, and... Uh, I've
2: used it with Traffic, also. Traffic,
0: traffic. exactly. He's an Eng- English yeah. guy, a good friend of uh, James Taylor, uh, right. and uh, he had... Um, uh, every January, he gets a huge, stupid check for royalties. For the party.
2: Oh. Well, another great guy like that, is right? uh, Pat Upton. Pat Upton was from Alabama. Mm-hmm. He maybe had the most incredible... Head voice tenor ever heard? He wrote and sang "I Love You More Today Than Yesterday," nice. and he earned all for of that for his entire life. He owned the publishing. What a great tune, too! That did, was his claim to fame.
0: Did yeah. Mel? Did Mel Carter write "Hold Me, Love Me, Do Me, Squeeze I, Me"? That I don't.
2: That I can't, tell you. I, was, that I can't I, tell. you.
0: I know he made it number one, and then Gloria Estefan made it number great record I love yeah. singing that song. It's a hard song to sing, too.
2: Yes, it is.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I gotta I gotta grab my uh my butt when I do that one. But um so tell me about uh what's one of your favorite songs that your brother did?
2: My all time favorite song by him. Uh there's a lot of nice ones. Mm-hmm. I, I love Swear to God. From the first time ever I mean they had the original thing when it was done. But he had, he had so many great breaks. Can't take my eyes off you. Another great song that he did.
0: Um but swearing to god comes at to the top of the the, the thing
2: See, that's my favorite it always it always has well you know what got a a lot of great
0: i can tell that and uh, at this point let me uh, let me let me play this song for um, your version of that song for uh for everybody and uh because you did such a great job in this my wife and I were listening to it earlier when I was loading it into the into the uh bank so Here's Mr. Bobby Valley lady do uh, ladies and gentlemen doing a uh, wonderful job of uh, Frankie Valley's big hit, Swearing to God. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about.
2: Oh, Johnny Lapore.
0: John Lepore
2: made that track.
0: Oh, I love my brother Johnny. I haven't seen or talked to him in for so long and I hope he's doing well. What a great he's guy. Hanging in there. Yeah. He did uh great, I met him at the great, same talented. time. I met you yep. and then you put me together with him so that he can get me ready for you coming out to do my first gig that we did together right. and uh And then I had him do um, my intro to Superstars in Concert that he wrote for me and did each instrument, and, oh, my God, it just came out absolutely perfect. And then uh, he did uh, Recreation. I do Dean Martin's I Love Vegas, which is a Dean Martin spoof off of the song I Love Paris. And uh, Dino used to do that with the Rat Pack show, and he changed the words like he used to like to do. And uh, you, can't, you can't buy that anywhere, so he rec- took that You he had to recreate it, but you can't get yeah. it, you're right. unbelievable job. I mean, it was dead spot on to the one that the Rat Pat did in Vegas at the Sands. But uh, I love Johnny, and if you talk to him, tell him I send my love, absolutely. I'm going to
2: tell you, you send your regards.
0: Yeah, but uh, what a great song, brother. I can tell that you love that song. I was listening at the end, though, because you didn't, you wouldn't that part, the uh, Giving me you you didn't go up no i i,
2: I changed the, the the
0: it was a great you
2: just go, swear to god and goes on and i didn't do that no yeah. i i it. it was a whole new i got gotcha. you the show and i i thought you know
0: yeah no i got gotcha. you what a, what a beautiful arrangement that was i mean just unbelievable yeah. johnny did such a great job with that unbelievable now i saw it when uh you could find bobby by the way ladies and gentlemen um if you've never seen the Bobby, 10 most
2: wanted <laughs>
0: yeah well i'm I'm on the forty fifth one so i'm I'm working my way up though yeah, I know. but uh, you could find Bobby ladies and gentlemen uh and keep now that you if you didn't know who he was before uh you've been missing out um you can find him on Facebook Bobby valley uh both Frankie and Bobby. Are really Castelluccios, but there's way too many vowels involved, and it never fit the marquee so we went with the valley uh is much easier and better if you saw Jersey Boys the movie or the play that's explained in there and stuff but um the uh Bobby Valley on Facebook follow him, put a thing in to find out when he's gonna play because he's got right. you know shows coming up, and because of the coronas the the it's a limited like me. It's a limited amount of shows right now because he's been at the. You've been at the Mohican Sun Casino up there. You've been at Caesars. Yeah, I've been to. Clark. You know what? Yeah. Here's another thing that you guys don't realize. My brother Bobby Valley played with Bruce Springsteen at Carnegie, what, Hall. Carnegie Hall. I'm
2: like, looking up. I'm looking up at Judy Carlin and Frank Sinatra. I mean, Steve Martin. Hanging in the rafters. Right. I mean, you, I got to play at Carnegie Hall. Can you imagine that?
0: That's no, I thrill. can't. I, it, it just yeah. blows or my I, mind, I'm Carnegie. Thrill. I mean, you hear the joke all the time. How do you get to Carnegie Hall? Practice, practice, practice. That's right. But you got there, and that's that's amazing. And, and it,
2: it, it, it was it was a great night because they invited me to go. With my brother and my brother wasn't available, and they they liked me so much. So I got I got Eddie and Dave Bragotti. And I got members from the cast, from the Sopranos. And we all had to do a Bruce song. So we did Jersey Girl. Really? And uh, I, Yeah, I, we, ne- we got a standing ovation. I never got the copy of the video. Oh. Then at the end of the show, I'm on stage with Bruce. And Bruce asked him to sing a verse for Rosalita. Uh-huh. And I didn't know the song. I blew it. It was my chance. Right, right there. I've been that
0: there, brother. That could have been it. I've been there. Trust <laughs> me. You get. By the way, you get. Real they tell quick. you. They tell you to do something, and all of a sudden, it's like.
2: Right. You're supposed to be ready, right? You're, yeah. <laughs> you missed your castelucci. Okay? okay. The what? You know, when I go out and work, I I ask people, does anybody know what a real birth last name is? Joe. And I say, it has twelve letters, and all five vowels. Uh huh. V A S T E L L U C C Maron I O Cast C C and I guess there's any Italians in the audience, right? Okay, we were the first people to come to the world. Okay, and we live in the greatest country. And soon after came the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> don't steal my jokes.
1: I didn't see nothing. <laughs> I'm
2: sorry, I took you off the track. <laughs> but I, I, I couldn't
0: help myself. No, it's fine, brother. This is all, it's all about hanging out. We're on the couch together right, virtually. Man. And, uh,
2: well, cup, friend.
0: you know, I've had the pleasure of uh, knowing you and being able to call you friend. And it's so wonderful to me. And I just, the whole purpose of this is to share uh, this with other people because it's too great to keep just to myself. And, you know, again, people don't get to hear... You know, the stuff that they love, they don't get to hear the connections and everything else. And, you know, we don't we don't have 82,000 hours to cover every little thing because there's truly enough to fit that amount of time with such a rich, incredible uh, uh, past that you've had and, and musical past and, you know, being blessed with the gifts that you and your brother have been blessed with. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, i tell you right now that you... You got it. If you're a Frankie Valley fan, if you're a Jersey Boy fan, you got to be a Bobby Valley fan because Bobby Valley is still available to you. You can go see Bobby Valley. You could still. Frankie is getting done with it. You know, he's like, he wants to enjoy. What's his best, what's his biggest hobby? What is like Frankie like to do?
2: Oh, listen, I, I think we're going to have to drag him off the stage. <laughs> You
0: really? He's not. God bless him. Oh, know, God bless him is for uh, sure. We just saw him in uh, in Fort Lauderdale, Hollywood. You don't Florida. Want to stop. He's
2: he's like that bunny rabbit. You know, you put the batteries in, that's him.
0: <laughs> but he's like he's all wow. the way on the west coast, and while I know this is a worldwide broadcast and iTunes and iHeart and everything else, boy, I hit the really hit the uh, the big time here. I'm telling you what. But um, you know, you can, if you're on the East Coast, a lot of people that come to my shows down here, the people that I know, most of them, 90% are people from the Midwest where I grew up and the East Coast, New York, New Jersey, Philly, and stuff. Those are all the people that come to Florida and stuff. So those are all my connections are at. And um, fan-wise and also for, you know, my musical connections and whatnot. Um, but, you know... You got you got to follow Bobby because you're gonna have a great night. And and whether you go see him up north and uh, on the East Coast, uh, Jersey or Atlantic City or Mohican Sun or whatever, or uh, he does he does like me, he does restaurant uh, gigs too. Yeah, to we stay, do it. Yeah, you got to do it to uh, to stay close to your fans and nice intimate uh, things. He's gonna do all those hits for you, folks. You gotta go to hear him live. I mean, this is fun. This is all expensive equipment that makes us sound good and stuff, um, but he is a hundred times better in person and so fun to watch. So you got to become a fan, ladies and gentlemen. You got to get his CD. How many CDs do you have?
2: I have four or five of them.
0: Four or five CDs. Uh, right?
2: By the way, if anybody is interested uh, in purchasing, go uh, you could email me at Bobby and Valley at comcast.net.
0: And that's Bobby Valley with know an, what an I. What I have. That's Bobby Valley with C A L L I
2: V-A-L-L-I. correct.
0: Yes. At comcast.net, not .com, yeah. .net. Just send him an .net. email, tell them how much you loved hearing him on the uh, podcast show, the Greg Greenie show, and tell him I want your CDs cuz you got to get them. And I, I I I have a special treat cuz you know I'm a Marine and I'm proud of my country and I'll I'll pick up a M16 to this day and fight anybody that tries to mess with our, our country, foreign or domestic. Um, this is a great, great country. and I volunteered back then and I became a marine, which was not easy, and I will die a marine. And I am a true I get goosebumps and tears when I see the Fourth of July with the patriotic songs by George M. Cohan. I watch Yankee Doodle every single year. I've seen Yankee Doodle now probably 50 some odd times in my life. Um, it's like watching Ten Commandments at Easter time or White Christmas at Christmas time. It's a have to. I have to do it. So I'm a true patriot, and I'm gonna be playing. The reason I picked Bobby because he was definitely gonna be asked to be on the show without a doubt. I mean, he's just so special in my life, and such a good friend, and I so admire and so look up to him. I right, think, and but he he's like the perfect perfect guest to be on my first podcast show that's going to air today on 4th of July. Uh, I think this is our 200th and, let's see, 1976 was 200, so what is that, 1986, 90, we're 200
1: plus.
2: you get my computer. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're old. You had to say that, right? You had to do that.
1: Right? <laughs> so
2: 1776.
0: Well, I did. I did the. You know, I I did the bicentennial. NBC produced a show called "Happy Birthday, America," and it was filmed on May 29th at the LA Coliseum in Los Angeles, and it was broadcast on NBC on July 4th, 1976, for the 200th bicentennial of this country. And I was able to be a background entertainer, singer, dancer. Um, we were dressed by Disney Studios. Um, We uh, the start the show started. Casey and the Sunshine Band, the Miracles, Artie Johnson, Sandy uh, Sandy Duncan, um, Miracles. uh, I don't know if Smokey was still with them at that time, but um, the Miracles were there. Casey was there, so it was great. I mean, there was like sixty thousand people there, and it was filmed right at dusk because they had the jets fly over to start the show, and. They had to have, and then I'm sitting in midfield in my give my regards to Broadway straw hat and striped shirt. And I'm looking around and I'm seeing all these 60,000 people taking flash pictures. And it was like a gazillion flashes going off. And I was just going, wow. So. I did that whole thing, so I'm a true, true patriot, and Bobby Valley is the perfect guest for the first show, which is airing today on July 4th, because he came out with an incredible, patriotic, amazing song that I know is going to stick, and you guys are going to want to hear every year, like you got to hear Bing Crosby, White Christmas, and like you got to hear... Lee Greenwood and all those things that every that every year you got to pull them out because it, they just make you feel part of the the holiday but he produced a great um, song called America uh, place for you and me am I getting All that?
2: for you and me I'm very proud to yeah. have uh, co-written
0: song yeah and he co-wrote it Thank you. And, he pro- yeah. and he and he and he produced it and he You're and saying, he sang it yes. so it's yes, his yes. and um it's like it's like the best for if if you guys are patriotic like i am and stuff you you're going to absolutely love this song and um um don't forget ladies and gentlemen uh we're nothing if we don't have pride in our country and belief in our future and and uh a strong conviction to our values that we've had all of our life. We can be crazy and stuff like that on the side, but when it comes down to it, when they boil all the soup down to the bottom, we're American and we're strong and we're the leader in the world because we are in totality a great country with great morals and a great connection with God and, you know, we believe in the lessons that we've learned in our 200 plus years of being a country and what we've all fought for. And, um, I'm going to, I'm going to let you guys listen to the song because it's a, it's a privilege and an honor. You gotta get a copy of this song. Ladies and gentlemen, please get this song like you've got Lee Greenwood and and play it every year. Make this part of your playlist because Bobby Valley, I'm so proud of you uh, with this song. So ladies and gentlemen, Enjoy this and uh, here we go.
1: Parties join together, let giving start at home. Tell your neighbor he's not in this alone.
0: Oh yeah, brother man! I tell you what, that that is awesome, ladies and gentlemen. You you got to get a copy of that. You, I mean, that's that is such a great song. It's a hit song. It's got to get out there. It's got to be spread around. It's got to be heard because every firework things that are done every year for the people should be playing that right alongside of uh, all the other ones. Born in the USA and God Bless America, because that is what a what a great, great arrangement and and the words. Thank you so much. Yeah, brother man. Just unbelievable. Absolutely love it. it. Yeah. It's got we gotta get you gotta contact Bobby Valley with an I at comcast dot net. But follow him. Uh you can't friend him because 'cause he's got too many friends. Um you can still friend me though. Um I'm just I only got like four or five, so I got plenty of room. But um <laughs> you can uh you can follow him, so anytime he posts something like that, it'll pop up whenever you sign into Facebook, and uh, that's the best way to keep in, in contact with my brother Bobby. And uh, follow him. Go see him in person. Grab all your friends, your relatives, people you don't like. It's a big joint. We'll sit you separately. And go see him if you enjoy the Jersey uh, the Jersey sound, as I'm going to put it, because there's a lot of people that fall into that. Frankie is definitely... the four seasons are the top of the charts, but, um, but Bobby is, you you gotta go see him brothers. I'm telling you. And you know, I never steer you wrong. Greg Greeny does a lot and says a lot, but I don't, I never steer you wrong ever. So, uh, I hope you guys had a great time, Bobby. Thank you so much.
2: No, thanks for having me. It was, I enjoyed myself
0: as I did. I mean, I, I'm, I'm really excited about, uh, doing this and, the next chapter in my life with uh, with my shows and entertaining and my podcast and my YouTube channel and my stage shows, um, it's going to be more of this and less of the stage shows, unfortunately, um, but um, uh, it's going to be a way to connect with everything out there, folks, with me and you. And um, Bob and I will definitely get something planned together maybe next uh, season down here in Florida so we can get them Sounds out of good. the cold. And, uh, yeah. and, uh, or maybe I might come up and surprise him up in, uh, in Jersey, like I did one time. And, uh, it was the perfect night. We, we ended up doing some songs together. I wasn't on the build. And then his niece came in and, uh, I got to meet Frankie's, uh, daughter. Uh, it's Tony, right? Antonette.
2: Yeah. I, I've been, I used her on a couple of shows. I had some people on
0: yeah, who
2: was who was? Yeah, the, it was kind of cool.
0: Who was the blonde that was singing with the uh, that one that I uh, saw on YouTube? There was three, two guys, and then the oh. blonde. And you were it's a professionally shot um, video. Oh, uh, she
2: that's um, Amy Evans, She has that group called the Belltones.
0: Belltones, do
2: like uh, the the Andrew Sisters and that kind of stuff. Really? Yeah. Oh, um, I can still you know,
0: the maguires are like the, the
2: Andrews sisters like boogie woogie boogie boy on that kind yeah. they're very good oh dance, i love that stuff.
0: Did you ever see the movie um sugar time it was it's an hbo movie i think it is and it's with uh john Totoro and um louise parker what's sarah louise parker i think is her name um She plays Phyllis McGuire and John Totoro Okay, no, I don't think I, I don't,
2: I'm familiar with the McGuire sisters, the same kind of a thing,
0: yeah. Yeah. Oh, that great
2: ensemble harmony.
0: Oh, God, the best. I just loved it. That was the first concert that I took my daughter to see. She was like 11. And I took her in a, uh, they had the McGuire sisters, and she's 30 years old, so she's probably, uh, she probably doesn't tell that story out of, you know. No, it wasn't Snoop Dogg. It was the Maguire sisters. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a dad-daughter thing again. But it, it was a great, great concert. It got uh, the signature and stuff. And uh, if you have never seen that out there, guys and boys and girls, um, it's sugar time. Get it. John Totoro is on it. And uh what a great, great movie. But um it's about Giancana, the Chicago mobster, and the relationship with Phyllis Maguire. That was a whole premise in the movie and it was really good but um, follow my brother Bobby and look for us and um, and really important folks if you enjoyed this give me a thumbs up a thumbs down I'll take the criticism again I'm a marine I can take it but most important if you give me a thumbs down please leave a nice constructive uh, comment on the bottom so I can know what you guys want to hear more of what less of you know, give me your ideas, your feedback. If you loved it, let me know because I want to make sure that you guys have a great time always with me and the people that I work with and love. So uh, it's uh, it's that time, ladies and gentlemen, and uh, we're gonna hopefully talk to you very soon. And again, thank you, Bobby. Uh, My pleasure. We're gonna we're gonna see you pretty soon, brother. And uh, this okay. is this is Greg Reini and Bobby Valley, ladies and gentlemen, on the very first. Uh, episode of the Greg Greeny Show podcast on this beautiful uh, 4th of July 2020 here in these United States of America. Thank you very much. This is Greg Greeny, and as usual I say at this point show for now.